Hey there, everybody. It's Ranger Ted, and I'm back with a little mini episode for you. And I'm excited to tell you about something called Hometown Explorers, the Wonder Outside 3x3 Challenge. My good friend and colleague and super podcaster man, Jason Milligan, and I have teamed up on this brand new version of the 3x3 Challenge that I used to talk about in my podcast. And it's kind of self-explanatory, but briefly... What's three minutes, what's 30 minutes, and what's three hours from you? And Jason and I are going to talk to various guests from all over the country, all over the world, about those accessible, fun, cool, vital places that people go to that are in their hometown. That's why we call it Hometown Explorers. Thanks to Jason for getting this thing going. And you can find the current episode for his stuff on the Go Get Outside podcast, the Go Get Outside podcast. And also on his website, Jason Milligan at the Go Get Outside podcast. You can also find this stuff on uh, all my various feeds. And here we go. Here it comes. And I hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Thanks. One other really important detail I forgot to let you know about is this is also on YouTube. And it's got visuals and it's video. And you can see these places that our guests are talking about. And our inaugural first guest is none other than Dave Berger, and he's going to tell us about the 3x3 challenge that's near him in New Jersey. Let's go meet Dave. Welcome to Hometown Explorers, the show where we invite our guests to accept the Wonder Outside 3x3 Challenge. I am one of your hosts, Jason Milligan of the Go Get Outside podcast. And I'm Ted Madison, also known as Ranger Ted of the Wonder Outside podcast. And Ted, why don't you tell us what the Wonder Outside 3x3 Challenge is? Sure thing. The 3x3 Challenge asks, what is three minutes, 30 minutes, and three hours from you that would provide an outdoor recreational fun, vital, healthy, and great place to to explore in the outdoors. That's right, because we believe that no matter where you live in the United States, there are exciting outdoor opportunities right near your home. Absolutely right. Let's go meet today's guest. So I'm Dave Berger. I'm an old friend of Ted's from way back in the day. You know, we met in Washington State, but we were both from Minnesota. So Ted left for LA and said, hey, come on out. So I came out uh, and we hung out in, in and did our entertainment things for a decade. I was in um, sitcom writing out there in LA. I moved to New York to uh, pursue sitcoms out there and quickly ran out of that industry, but met my (laughs) wife out here. And so I've been in the New York area for the past 20 years. And now I live in New Jersey with my wife and two girls. And I'm about a half hour from the big city, but um, love this area I'm in because I'm suburban close to, you know, train ride into the city, but also right at the door of nature. What's the exact town you live in? South Orange, New Jersey. South Orange. The sister town of Maplewood. So sometimes we're called Soma, South Orange, Maplewood. There's so many oranges where you live. Yes. Not real oranges, but Orange, New Jersey. I like that we're having someone from New Jersey on because I think (laughs) New Jersey gets treated unfairly. People think it's... It's the armpit of the U.S., and it's just a turnpike, and it's industrial, and you're going to prove right now that none of that is true, that it is the Garden State for a reason. Exactly. I mean, that's what you see, right? From the freeway, you see all those 
I don't know what they are, electrical plants or, or the um, shipping containers and stuff. And so people have a certain view of the state and it really, it isn't fair. It really is the garden state. And so I think it's a great place to live. So what's three minutes, 30 minutes and three hours from you? Three minutes away from me is South Mountain Reservation, which is a no-brainer. Is, is one of the reasons I moved here. 30 minutes away is Jockey Hollow in Morristown. And three hours away is Minnewaska State Park, which is home to Mohunk Mountain House, if you've heard of that. Wow. There's a lot going on there. Let's go at the three minutes from you. And you said that's why you moved there? I, I wanted a place where I could walk that wouldn't just be city streets or suburban streets. And so, but this is just a, a reserve, a nature reserve. Mm -hmm. And it's 2,100 acres, which is, oh, for, wow. you know, being near New York is very, it's pretty rare. And it's got everything. It's got a waterfall. It's got tons of trails. You can't technically mountain bike. It's not legal, but some people... Uh, you know, get in there. You're you're not going to be bothered if you do. And then there's also this amazing ferry trail, Ted. I don't know when you were here. I don't know if we took you there, but like it's like a kid thing. It's like a magical. Yeah. Are there actual yeah. fairies in this trail? <laughs> <laughs> it's people have gone really crazy with building these little houses. You know, with sticks and moss and acorns. Oh. And they're really elaborate, beautiful little homes. And you walk this trail and you just see what people have done most recently. It's, it's amazing. It's become like a tourist destination just to do this little trail, uh, you know, locally. Oh, that's uh, cool. So, and you can't use any sort of metal or plastic. It has to be natural uh, building materials. And then there's also, on the other side, there's a zoo and a, a little train, a small gauge train you can take through the woods. And there's a... Uh, reservoir where you can walk around with you know swan boats that you can take so it's got a little bit of everything and so dave you're saying you walk to this trail right or you yeah. bike or you don't generally have to drive even to get there was it a place you took your girls when they were younger do they still kind of go there do you think it's uh, my wife and i will walk there my girls are not that that much into that kind of thing but i like the forest bathing as you'd call it like i really do like prefer sure. walking in woods versus walking on a street yeah you know and you know just the natural Imagine that. Imagine how walking amongst trees is somehow a little bit better than walking along asphalt. That said, not that many people here to actually do it. I mean, I'm amazed how there's just not that many people there. I mean, there's got to be like 100,000 people that live within three miles of this place and right. nobody's in there. So right. uh, we need to spread the word, I think, because not enough people are taking advantage. All right. South Mountain Reservation. So people that are in New Jersey, specifically South Orange. Yeah, go check that out. It sounds fun. Sounds, sounds cool. Great. I, like the, I like the fairy home aspect of it. It's a nice yeah. way to kind of get everybody involved in it. Yeah, I mean, there's even rock climbing, a little bouldering you can do. So there's, there's, it's, a, it's a, it's a lot of up and down actually for New Jersey. So I don't know what the elevation change is, but I don't know. It might be four or five hundred feet. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. You get your steps in. You get a little elevation, yeah. and I, I don't always talk about getting steps in, but I mean. Just like you were saying, if you're going to be doing that along a sidewalk and a road and crossing traffic lights, but this place is also just within reach of you, why go discover that place instead? So when you've got a little more time and you got a little more gumption, you end up going somewhere a little further away. So this is Jockey Hollow, which is famous for, this is the place where George Washington kept the Continental Army hidden from the Brits during uh, the winter of 1779. So it's literally kind of over this little mountain range 
And that was far enough away that they didn't come after them. And so they just had to bear through this brutal, brutal winter where they kind of had to construct their own little cabins and, you know, make their own fires. And it really was kind of a horrible existence there through that winter. But you can go there now and they have a really nice display. You can go in. I mean, they have actual cabins that you can see that what they were like still in the woods. But then they have a, an indoor display where you can see what it was like to live in one of these things. Oh, wow. So really interesting view of, you know, what what people had to do, you know, and, and the sacrifices people made uh, during that war and all right here in our neighborhood. So that that's like on top of all the beauty and just being a nice park, you've got that aspect of historical things going on, which which adds a whole nother layer. And so you're there hiking or biking or what are you usually doing when you go there? Yeah, either hiking or biking, and it's it's gorgeous. It's it's sort of like a you're sort of dipping into this little valley that feels very undiscovered, and you you don't feel anywhere near New York City or anything like that. You feel like you're somewhere else for sure. Do you ever reenact the starvation <laughs> and the hardship just to see if you could make it? Uh, maybe for a few minutes, but not much longer. <laughs> like you maybe don't take a Cliff Bar one day just right, to see yeah. if you can go another <laughs> yeah. another half hour. You said when you go to South Mountain Reservation, you feel like there's just not a lot of people taking advantage of it. Is it, is it the same vibe when you go to Jockey Hollow area too? There's just fewer people there in there that you would think would be in there? Yeah. I, I mean, it's so big. I think it's you don't really see a lot of... I've never seen a lot of people there either. That's the best thing ever. It's just so big that you just don't notice that. I think that's a great thing to highlight actually, that when you're out exploring a place that you go to a lot or someplace new suddenly it's just wait a minute i haven't had to cross the street you know move around somebody's dog uh dodge somebody on a scooter going down the sidewalk for five minutes yeah. now or 10 minutes and that an and that hour. feels great compared to new york city where you've got that stress of always having to interact with people or navigate people and machines you know, yeah, machines and safety and all that. So it, it really is. It's like a, it's like a, taking a break from all that. So it, yeah. it, it feels extra nice. All right. Yeah. And that is 30 minutes from your house, correct? Yeah. All right. So we've talked about three minutes from the house, 30 minutes from the house. So when you want to hop in the car and drive three hours away, where are we looking at? So I'm super excited about this place every time I get a chance to go. And I don't, if you guys are familiar with Mohunk Mountain House, it no. is... I'm not sure if it's in the park. I believe it's in the park or right next adjacent to it. Uh, Mini Waska State Park, which is up near New Paltz, New York. It's about two hours from New York City. You have to climb up a ways. You take your car up, up, up into this mountain, you know, small, smallish mountain range, and you get there. They own a lot of the land around there. So you have to pay some insane parking fee. Like if <laughs> I think a family of four is like $100 to park. Okay. What? Wow. Yeah, but I'm recommending it. I'm still yes. recommending it. <laughs> right. And Ted you... knows how cheap I am. So you park, you go up, and this old, old historic hotel resort is built on this lake with all these granite cliffs all around it. And you feel like you are in Switzerland. And especially in the fall with the leaves changing, everything is elevated. The lake is up high. So you are looking out beyond, the, you know, over this big valley as well. And they have this amazing hike there called the lemon squeeze, where you're going, you're scrambling up through these rocks. It's really like an all fours type of thing. 
And by the end, the, the actual lemon squeeze is like a 12 foot, 15 foot, like pull yourself up on this ladder type of deal. It's a little sketchy for some people. And you, you end up on the top, tippy top, looking out with a great view. Um, so it's all amazing. You can go down and have hot cocoa in the cafe. Really, really nice place. And is so hot cocoa free or is it also <laughs> everything costs price? money? Seventy-five dollars <laughs> for hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying it's totally worth it. I mean, you're doing a bit of a drive to get there. This is the destination you want. But I mean, just to have that payoff of all those views and that feeling of you're isolated or you've got these commanding views and but you kind of have to work to get to those a little bit and you may imagine these hiking trails have fences on them to protect you from falling but they're all like wooden you know mm. handmade fences so you feel it feels like like europe it feels very european almost like hut to hut hiking which i've never done but i assume it would feel like that and it sounds <laughs> like it sounds like with these with these railings they've taken into consideration the natural environment and so built something that fits the aesthetic of where you are instead of just shoving a bunch of metal into the ground and a bunch of wire. Exactly. Exactly. Which is the worst, you know, which makes the experience worse. Yeah. And it definitely makes it uglier. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did George Washington build those fences? <laughs> you know, it's funny. He built them out of his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everybody around here has a George Washington story. I like to say that South Orange is famous because George Washington once returned a sweater here. <laughs> For those people who can't afford the $100 parking fee, do you have any tips on how people could potentially get around that? Great question, Jason. So yes, you can actually park in the, in this, in the state park, you know, which is only like a $12 fee. And then it's just a, it's just a hike of five or four or five miles, well, maybe three to five miles. A beautiful hike, though worth worth the trip. So I I would definitely recommend doing that. That's the way to go. Okay, so you okay, can so park for twelve bucks in Minnewaska State Park, but if you want to go right closer to the the mountain house, you have to kind of do. A yeah, hike the only there. thing is, and I don't know if we have to delete this or not, but <laughs> yes, we'll decide later. It's technically private property, so you're not supposed to be on their property. But I don't know. I don't know how tight they are about uh, you know regulating that. I, it used okay. to be done. It used to be done all the time, and I, I don't know exactly you know if you get a wristband or something. I don't. I don't. I don't. But, but you're do. paying a hundred dollars to park at this area, and then you're saying where you hike from that is maybe restricted. Well, if you pay for the hundred dollars, you, you're you're good to go. You're good. Okay. Or if you're staying at the resort, you're good to go. But got it. It's like three fifty a night. So the the bargain to get around all that is to park in the state park and hike in. But, but there's it, a possibility because it's private land that that $100 is actually an entry fee and not a parking fee only. Right, right. Got you. Technically, so you, that's so you may have to pay for the access because it's private land. But the excitement of trying to get away with it is part of the <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. That's right. And you get that extra hike in there. Uh, you get to you get to check out the state park ne uh, next door as well. So you said there is an expensive resort you can stay in. Is there also any backpacking or like overnight camping or anything offered in the area? I imagine probably in the state park there is. In the state park has great um rock climbing, which that's like known for um the gunks, I think it's called. Oh, the Shawan gunks. So that's yeah. where the Shawan gunks is. Okay, great. 
Exactly. You're so, talking to the right guy there, Dave, because I don't know what he's talking about. Gunks, Shawan Gunks. I never know how to say anything. I don't either. I, that's why I call it the Gunks. <laughs> but um, that's like the best place locally for rock climbing from what from what I've heard. Yeah, it's a it's a really well-known area. Yeah, amongst climbing communities in the United States. So sweet. So there's this awesome mountain house area. There's this this great state park next door. There's there's the Gunks climbing area potential private land issues you get to try to skirt around amazing views and then a lemon squeeze so it sounds like a nice (laughs) collection of adventures to have over a day or two i I highly recommend it i mean i didn't go into any like ocean like there are certain ocean things we could do out here um down where the new jersey devil lives down you know down south these are my favorites for actually getting out getting getting up a little bit and getting in the woods and and just getting away from the city. Wait, who's the New Jersey Devil? I mean, I know it's the hockey team. The hockey team is named after a real um, right. myth. I don't know exactly. What, do you know, Jason, what it is? Yeah, I don't remember all the particulars, but it's the cryptid, yeah. a mythical creature that some people believe exists and that maybe there's legend behind, but no real evidence for the existence. So the Jersey Devil is the one in New Jersey. And it's like, uh, it has bat wings, right? And... <laughs> I think, I think he lived just near exit 9A off the turnpike just before you get to <laughs> Newark Airport there. I, yeah. I do want to say that I, for a brief time, I did live in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And so I am a, sort of familiar with this area. Dave lives now a little bit north of there. And as you kind of explore Jersey, it really does open up. And there really are places that you can go, like you're saying, that are really valuable and interesting and you know, make you kind of lose sense of time and maybe you forget that you forgot to bring enough cliff bars. <laughs> exactly. When you were mentioning there are all these other locations you could have chosen. And I think that's part of the fun of this challenge is that you've got to pinpoint three locations, but it also just makes you aware of how many other options there could be. And that no matter where you live in the country, there are probably exciting things you could be doing outside if you just take the time to look and see. Absolutely. And and we kind of, in the middle of the winter, we kind of say like, oh, where we've gone everywhere. Where can we go? And we really don't realize how spoiled we are with options. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things. Rails to trails, whitewater rafting in the Delaware Water Gap, canoeing, kayaking, so many things to do. I, I'm all for New Jersey. If you want to be an outdoor person, but earn some money in the city, I highly recommend New Jersey. All right. So I think you've done a good job of teaching the audience that New Jersey is not just an industrial area in the armpit of America, but (laughs) it is a beautiful place that deserves the name of the Garden State where you can do amazing things outside if you want to. Come on over. My friend Bruce Springsteen and I will welcome you. (laughs) (laughs) So now we'll transition into the final question that we we still, we've been figuring this one out, so we haven't quite figured out what the... what the actual uh, structure of the question is. But when, when Ted invited you to do this three by three challenge and you took the time to kind of look around and see what was in your area and, and pick your three places based on distance and time, uh, is there anything that you kind of discovered in that process uh, about, your, about your area in general? Like, did it open your eyes to anything that you you hadn't realized before about New Jersey. When I was looking at the map, and you if you go on Google Map and you hit the terrain view, you see the mountains that go down the, the northeast coast from really Vermont all the way down to North Carolina. It's a bunch of like finger ridges 
all parallel going down. So, and they're sort of diagonal on the map. And so all these highways and things, the Delaware Water Gap, where Interstate 80 goes, that's one of the few areas where there's a pass through. And so you sort of see, you know, how the migration was stopped by that, how that was a natural block blocker back in the day. And that terrain determines how we interact with it. I mean, that where we're building bridges and where we're driving our cars, but also how we hike and how we view things. So that that just that realization to see stepping back is, is a is a cool one and to in, have. And in fact, where I live right here in South Orange, we are the, the minorest of those ridges. Is is right I'm on it. I'm halfway up. And this was a summer retreat for the wealthy people of Newark. So they would take their horse and buggy 10 miles west to South Orange and the air was a little bit cleaner, a little bit cooler in the summer and they would this would be where they would go for a little nature uh, refresh, uh, you know, 100 years ago. Uh, on the downside, this is a little bit of non sequitur, but if you have you heard about the Radium Girls, a book I that have, came out? I've, of the yeah, place? I've read that book. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, Ted, if you don't know, this is about the factories where mostly women were employed putting radium into watches. Uh, it glowed in the dark so you could see your watch at night with their little pens they were adding, you know, radioactive material to these things and they were dipping it in their mouth each yep. time. Just like you do with a paintbrush. Oh, wow. And that was and the so recommended they way. They developed these jaw cancer and their, their, their face would fall apart. That's all in my local area here. The factories are like just down the street. Wow. So like man, man has come and really screwed up part of the natural ecosystem here with these old and there's still some of these super fun sites are unfortunately still so new jersey has a little bit of that but you know there's also a lot of great beauty here as well (laughs) that kind of brings it down (laughs) that's right so jersey it has wonderful industry super fun sites full of toxic chemicals and then amazing nature outside of that. <laughs> and just like all places in the United States, it is a mix of all sorts of things. And yet within three minutes, 30 minutes and three hours, I guarantee you there are awesome outdoor activities outside your home. So we want to thank everyone for tuning in. And we want to encourage all of you to also accept the 3 by 3 challenge and find something that's three minutes, 30 minutes, and three hours away from where you live. And if you'd like, please share it with us here at the show. We look forward to hearing from you. And it's easier than you think to explore your own hometown. Mm-hmm.